the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flash over substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dersham and I have a phenomenal show for you tonight, beginning with a very special guest. Larry, who do we have on the line? Wayne Allen Root is a CEO, entrepreneur, and successful businessman like his mentor, Donald Trump. The Daily Beast calls Wayne the Las Vegas version of Trump. Wayne is the host of the nationally syndicated Wayne Allen Root Raw and Unfiltered on U.S. Audio Network and star of two new TV shows, America's Top Ten Countdown with Wayne Allen Root on Real America's Voice TV Network and his daily the Wayne Allen Root Show on Lindell TV. He's a best-selling conservative author of 16 books, syndicated newspaper columnist, and the former 2008 Libertarian Vice Presidential nominee. Thank you for joining us this evening, Wayne. All right. Great to be with you, Larry and Wendy. How are you? Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you. I mean, that resume of yours, my goodness, what a list of accomplishments. How did you get to know President Trump? Well, that's a long story. I don't think we have hours, so we we, we better cut it very short. I better give you the very short, compact version. But um, I have always written political commentaries long before I, uh, you know, had a TV hosting role or a radio hosting role. I wrote political commentaries for conservative websites around the country, and you know, this is going on decades. And I've never had a candidate read what I wrote and respond to me, look me up and find me ever, which just goes to show what kind of a guy Donald Trump is. You know, they make it like he's a bad guy, he's a mean guy, he's a selfish guy, he's a greedy guy. Well, how come he's the only candidate? I've, I've written about governors, I've written about senators, I've written about congressmen, I've written about presidents and presidential candidates. I said plenty of nice things about Reagan, about Bush. Nobody ever looked me up and called me, right? Donald Trump sent an email the next day after I wrote a column about him, and this was in uh, spring of 2015, and he had not declared for president yet. And he sent an email and said, "Wayne, I loved your column. It was fantastic. You're the greatest. Keep, I'll keep watching you, Donald." Well, after wow. that, after that, every column I wrote, he sent me a note, and we became kind of pen pals over email. And that led to him asking me to be the opening speaker when he first, the very first time he ever gave a speech for president in Las Vegas. We had uh, about 10,000 people there, and there was only two people on the stage, myself and Donald Trump. Then I wound up uh, opening for him seven times when he was uh, campaigning, excuse me, six times when he was campaigning for president in Las Vegas. And then his first time back uh, as president of the United States, uh, Secret Service rang my phone. I answered, and they said, the 
president has chosen you to be his opening speaker for his first appearance oh. in Vegas as president of the United wow. States. Oh. And then, you know, after that, it continued. And uh, he's now made 11 appearances on my radio and TV shows, I think, as much as anyone in the country, if not more. And, uh, you know, I got married a year and a half ago, and he sent a beautiful letter to my wedding. I was inducted into the Nevada Broadcasters Hall of Fame. He sent a beautiful letter congratulating me on that. And uh, we went on our honeymoon, a delayed honeymoon, a few months ago. And we had our honeymoon at Mar-a-Lago with President Trump. So it's just been a, it's been a great friendship and a great whirlwind kind of get-to-know-you thing. And we, we have a mutual appreciation society. He just retweeted me just two nights ago. I gave my... Uh, strategy for how Republicans should treat this indictment and arrest of Donald J. Trump. And uh, he retweeted it to the whole world and endorsed my strategy, which is if a blue state uh, attorney general or DA can indict a Republican for nothing and drag him into any state he wants, drag him into court and ruin your life and cost you millions in legal fees, then the only way to respond is we've got to do the exact same thing to Democrats. Tit for tat, we've got to do, you want to play that game, we can play that game better than you. Every single red state DA and AG in Oklahoma and Utah and North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, Texas, wherever, Wyoming, wherever there's red states, the DAs and the AG should indict Hillary, they should indict Bill Clinton, they should indict Obama, they should indict uh, George Soros, for treason. They should indict uh, Dr. Fauci for mass murder. There's a, there's a list of 100 Democrats that really committed serious crimes, including treason, that need to be indicted in red states. And let them prove they didn't do it. Just like you're doing to Donald Trump. Tit for tat. You want to play that game. I could play it better than you. Wow. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. Hey, Wayne, you just came out with a new book titled The Great Patriot Bycott book, the great conservative companies to buy from and invest in. And you say in the foreword, this is the single most important book to place in the hands of our citizens in order to preserve our nation and our way of life. Now, that's a bold statement. Why do you feel your book is so important for citizens to read? Well, let me uh, let me give you the foundation of that because we wrote a book. It's it's um, you know I'm the author and yet I've got a co-author who helps me with all my books. Just like Bill O'Reilly has written so many national bestsellers, and he has a, a guy who writes them all with him. I've got someone named Nikki Blue who is my researcher and a fellow writer, and he does a great job. And and uh, both my books, I've written 16 books, but the last two, Nikki's been my co-author. So the last one was called the Great Patriot Protest and Boycott Book uh, with Wayne. And Nikki Ballou, and we did research and found the 116 worst, most evil, commie, woke companies in America and said, if you're a conservative, and there's 80 million of us who voted for Trump and, and he's gained since the election, so maybe it's even 100 million now, you should defund these companies and bankrupt them. They're woke, they're liberal, they're crazy, they believe in diversity over performance, they believe in transgenderism, they believe in climate change nonsense that'll bankrupt us all, like Silicon Valley. Bank, uh, their eye is not on the ball. They fly too many rainbow flags. So if you agree with me, let's bankrupt them all. Well, since that book came out, and I wrote it two years ago, and it came out a year and a half ago, um, my buddy on Wall Street did an analysis of all 116 companies. Since I wrote the book, guess what happened? They've lost over $1 trillion in market cap. Wow. So we punish them. Oh, big time. wow. So we are making a difference in America. We have made a difference. So now we've got the other side of the coin. I said, you know, I'm a really positive guy. I'm not a negative guy. I don't want to be just on the attack. Um, I would rather write something positive. Let's do the other side of the coin. So now we've released the Great Patriot Bycott book. 
which is all the great companies to buy from because they're conservative or they're patriotic or they're Christian or they're at least, you know, of faith, whether they're Christian or not. I happen to be a Jew, so maybe they're run by a wonderful Jewish, uh, religious, believe in God, love America guy. It doesn't matter if you're Christian or Jewish. We're a Judeo-Christian nation. So we found 123 companies based on something called the Freedom Scale that we invented, seven points, and we test you to see how, you know, where you stand on the scale, and if you make a certain level, you make the book. And so 123 companies made our cut as the most patriotic companies in America, and if we buy from them, and only from them, because they sell every product you could ever want, so if you buy from them and only them, and defund the left, and fund the right, we change this country. We starve the left. We're already starving Disney. We're already starving Target. Bed Bath & Beyond is basically bankrupt and out of business. Uh, uh, Victoria's Secret is close to being out of business. Now I'm going to direct you where you should spend your money with the right kind of companies that will never take your money and turn around and fund the destruction of America, the destruction of Christianity, uh, Judeo-Christian values, the military, the police, the things you believe in. So we've got to direct our money and build a conservative parallel economy. And this is how you do it. The Great Patriot Bicot Book. Hey, I got to ask you before we hit the end, the, um, end of our segment, uh, what role is there going to be for you? What would you like to do in the next Trump presidency? You know, I'm, I'm happy in the role I've got. You know, I'm, I, I believe I'm the next Rush Limbaugh. I'm the new Rush Limbaugh, and there will never be a replacement for Rush Limbaugh. He was one of a kind. He was amazing. He was wonderful. He was a great leader. I, I always thought Rush Limbaugh had much more effect on the conservatives and the conservative movement than any president could ever have. You know, you, you could want to be Reagan. You could want to be Bush. You could want to be Trump. And all three of them together didn't have the total, complete um, you know, effect on conservatives that, and on the conservative movement on conservative values that a great Rush Limbaugh has. And that's why, you know, my, my goal isn't politics. Who wants that job? Who wants Trump's job? Look what they're doing to Donald Trump. I just want to be Rush Limbaugh. So I've got a nationally syndicated radio show, as you heard. I've got two TV shows. I hope to have more and more in the future. 16 books out, nationally syndicated newspaper column, podcast. I already got it all. I don't need to be uh, elected in any, or, or serve in any administration. I'm not interested in that. Uh, they, they couldn't pay my bar bill. So <laughs> That's not my interest, guys. Uh, I couldn't take the pay cut going into government. So I don't want to be in government. I'm a capitalist evangelist. I like making money in the business world. So I'm right where I want to be. I'm going to keep writing books that point out that our nation is undergoing a communist takeover, and we've got to stop it. And I'm going to keep writing books about all the scams that Democrats have pulled over our eyes in the last five, six years, more scams than all the scams in world history combined. And, and they have the media on their side. So they just lie and cover up about all their disastrous results. Nobody even understands how bad it is and how our nation is ha hanging by a thread. I can do much more good by being, you know, a guy with millions listening to me than I ever could as a president, a vice president, or a member of an administration. So I'm not interested in politics or serving in any administration. I'll always help Trump by giving his message and my message to millions and millions of people and causing liberals to have root derangement syndrome as well as Trump derangement <laughs> yeah, syndrome. Right. Oh, we got the... You book again the great patriot boycott book and that's available of course everywhere well how else can people get a hold of you do you have like a several a website just before we yeah. go here yeah, sure. A website, RootForAmerica.com. I'm Wayne Allen Root, R-O-O-T, like tree root. And it's RootForAmerica.com, which you can't forget, because I'm always rooting for America. That's what I do. I root for America. That's the website. All right. Thank TV you shows, so much. Radio I, shows, everything. 
there. I don't know about paying your bar bill. I'd be worried about paying coffee bar bill with as fast as you talk. <laughs> You'll probably tell me you're caffeine-free on top of all of that. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you to our listeners. You are listening to Today with Dr. Wendy. We're going to take a quick break, but don't touch that dial. We will be back in a flash. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick, and we have a very interesting second half for you, and we're going to talk about, guess what? What do you think we're going to talk about tonight? That's right. The historic day we had this week with the former president having been indicted, finally being arraigned, pled not guilty to 34 charges. Uh, the, The content of the charges, I would say, is probably one of the most noteworthy topics of the week, certainly of the arraignment itself, not because what was in them, but because what isn't. Larry, what was your reaction to sort of being left with wanting to know more, even after having read both the document with the 34 charges and the accompanying statement of facts? Yeah, I, I was, first off, I was very, I guess, upset, angry. Like, I think a lot of people, I could uh, hear that in the voices of a lot of the uh, radio people I listen to when I'm, like, driving and so forth. I, I was kind of stunned. I was hoping it wouldn't happen. It did happen. I actually, Wendy, I pulled up the uh, the indictment itself, the full text of it, 34 counts. But, you know, it is so uh, amazingly minor. It's In my opinion, it's just every one of those 34 counts, every single one is falsifying business records in the first degree. That's all they put in there. You would think when you hear 34 counts, they must have him left and right on this thing and on that crime and this crime. No. They've just kind of parsed it out. They divided up this little, like he didn't dot his eyes across his T's. It's not even a crime. And uh, this is a political persecution, in my opinion. It it sounds like uh, the big reveal was not a revelation. It sounds like that's what you're saying um, in terms of contact. contact. Um, I also think it wasn't a revelation in terms of there being any surprises. Because remember, we knew who testified. So we knew what it was about. It was about the hush money payments, you know, in and of itself, not illegal. But what I think everybody was waiting for was the second crime. Because remember all the falsification counts of business records. Uh, Sure, it's not the sexiest crime, but it's a serious crime. But it had to be paired with that intent to cover up another crime to be a felony. And, you know, when when Alvin Bragg gave his press conference, he stated correctly that he didn't have to reveal what that was. But that's what I mean by it just left people wanting a little more. But but to those that argue it was quantity over quality, it, nobody wants to be criminally indicted, arraigned, and taken to trial, no matter who you are, what you did, whether your name is Donald J. Trump or any other name. So I think that at the very least, the DA made a good record at the press conference saying, look, this is our bread and butter. These are garden variety charges. In other words, we're not targeting Donald Trump because of who he is. Now, 
to corroborate that, we've got to appreciate the reality that Manhattan is an economic hub, so they probably do charge a lot of these cases. However, the other side of the coin, there are lots of people on both sides of the aisle, at least at the polling, is to be uh, believed, that are wondering whether this is ultimately going to be a case about paperwork or politics. Yeah. And I think I understand which one you would pick. Oh, exactly. These 34 counts, he could get four years imprisonment for each count, theoretically. That's 136 years of imprison, uh, theoretically. And uh, this is this is nothing more than political interference. He's announced his campaign for president. That means a party in power can basically do these kind of crime, uh, charges against a uh, uh, an opponent and basically ruin their campaign, even though he theoretically can go. And also, there's probably going to be some sort of gag orders where he can't say this, he can't say that. Just think how that's going to uh, limit his his ability to campaign on the campaign well, trail. Well, let's just break that down, because it is interesting, the legal ramifications. I mean, so the, the indictment's a bare-bones boilerplate, um, but it doesn't mean necessarily that there would ever be a gag order. And and part of the reluctance that on the part of judges to issue a gag order is only compounded when you have a litigant that's running for president. So what we what we saw at the arraignment was the judge try to really, you know, lay out some guardrails to make sure that, you know, nobody can say anything that is that is going to prejudice the upcoming proceedings, the integrity, prejudice the jury pool unduly. Remember everybody has to comply with the trial publicity rules. But there also can be no threats. There's a public safety issue and aspect to this case that is also very important. So what I would expect going forward is, you know, Trump's lawyers are probably going to have to tell him, look, you've got to dial back the rhetoric. We want to make sure that you are able to the extent that you can do it safely and without running afoul of the judge's orders, campaign freely. But here's the big political question I think both sides are wondering about. Now, the former president has made no bones about it. He's lashing out and cashing in in terms of raising money off of this indictment. But is that sustainable, Larry? Put, you can take off your legal hat and put your political hat back on now. Is that sustainable in the long run? Does Do do his supporters, I mean, obviously nobody wants to vote for somebody that might be running for president as he could be um, as a convicted felon. If, if he were to be convicted, it wouldn't disqualify him in, in a court of law and per the Constitution. But in the court of public opinion, even among his base, would there be a concern at some point that maybe there would be another candidate on the Republican side more electable with less baggage. Is that a risk? It's a risk, but I hope that people can see through that. I, I hope that this is going to galvanize the base and we're going to get out and, and vote like we have never voted before. Andy McCarthy, former assistant United States attorney for the Southern District of New York, who does not even like Donald Trump, says Bragg's <laughs> indictment fails even as an indictment. What a disgrace, he says. Bragg's indictment fails to state a crime, not once, but 34 times. On that ground alone, the case should be dismissed before one ever gets to the facts that, that the statute of limitations has lapsed and that Bragg has no jurisdiction to enforce federal law. And again, I just see this as a total political, it's lawfare. That's a new word I've heard brought into the uh, dialogue. <laughs> lawfare, not warfare, but lawfare. And Okay. Yeah. Legal hats back on. 
So it it does appear that the um, the accompanying felony is not. We don't know whether it's a state or a federal charge. So everybody's assuming it's federal, hence the argument. But it, whatever it is, that extends the statute of limitations. So uh, Alvin Bragg had until May. So it was now or never. He couldn't just uh, drag his feet on this one. But more interesting than that, so that would be a reason that it's filed now. Is the reality in the court of public opinion? Let's move outside the courtroom for a minute. Jurors, even if a change of venue were granted, I'm not sure where we would. I know Donald Trump wants to go to Staten Island, and I'm sure there's a much friendlier jury pool potentially there for him. But all jurors are somewhat reluctant to criminalize immorality. So if this all hinges upon misclassifying legal payments, uh, I, I hush money payments as legal payments to Michael Cohen. If that's what it's about, you can't get around the fact that, and we heard this at the DA's press conference this week, that it does relate to the hush money payments to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. Jurors, I mean, it makes everybody a little bit uncomfortable. Um, you'll notice that Melania was notably absent, not only from these proceedings, but also from the speech that the former president gave at Mar-a-Lago afterwards. You can imagine she and Barron do not want this brought back up and jurors might really be sort of reluctant to say, was that hush money payment to keep this affair, these affairs from his family, or was it only done to further his campaign? So that, that's point number one. Point number two is this. Jurors anywhere, they're going to have to decide on criminal intent. Why is that important? It's important for the same reason that a trespass becomes a burglary. If I know you and your lovely wife are out of town and I sneak into your house, in order to get me for a burglary, you're going to have to prove I have the intent to commit a felony or, or steal something from you. Otherwise, it's a trespass. So to here, uh, when the, these business records were falsified, if, the, if that can be proven, which I'm, I'm assuming the evidence is there because they indicted them, uh, they would have to believe they can actually prove it to a jury. So if that evidence is there, that's one thing. But then the secondary crime, the intent would need to be proven. Larry, do we think we have enough of that? And I I am asking you this kind of as a hypothetical because we don't know what the second crime is. Yeah, I uh, again, if if you look at this case and then you look the one uh, at the one down in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, on the election issue, and he has all these almost like a series of tidal waves coming in one after another after another. It's to me, it's obviously they are trying to knock him out of the uh, election race and and guarantee their reelection of uh, of that other side, that other party. And to me, uh, this is it's just a non case. And in the meantime, uh, uh, China is trying to take over the world. They're doing deals with Brazil. They're doing deals with Saudi Arabia, with Russia, to replace the United States currency. And we're focused in on Stormy Daniels? Are you kidding me? We're- yeah, that, Larry, is one of the most important points that I think that people are making, that, that it's the distraction, the diversion is getting our eyes off the ball when gas prices are continuing to rise and we have issues with the border and education and health care and everything else. And this does not necessarily, this, this Manhattan case does not necessarily mean the dominoes are going to fall and the other torpedoes in the water, shall we say, that are headed towards Donald Trump, the Mar-a-Lago documents retention case, the January 6th incident, the uh, George 
Georgia, election interference allegations, were all of those cases to to blow up as well, that would be a further distraction. That's the argument, at least. You know me, I like just to present both sides of sure. things. And if those cases were to be ignited, as they have to be, if you were reelected, now you can't indict a sitting president again. Now we're back to where we were uh, back when he was elected in 2016, which is why this case wasn't prosecuted then. One would make the same excellent argument you just made. I feel like I'm interviewing you, so I'll give you the last word. <laughs> yeah, but I say we need to look at this George Soros installed DA. I just watched the tape this morning on YouTube about, he said, you know, my first uh, order of business is to get Trump, that he's had over 100 cases he's brought against Trump when he was in another office. And talk about bias from a district attorney. I would just dismiss it on that ground alone. Yeah, we well, want fairness. Leave it there. Let me be the silver lining at the very end. We're going to keep an eye on this, and we're going to be optimistic that the justice system is going to do what it does best, and that is deliver justice. So we'll leave it there. A fascinating topic. Can't wait to talk about it again, probably this weekend. This is Today with Dr. Wendy on KCBQ. My co-host, Larry Dershman, and I both wish you a wonderful week. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.